0: Welcome to episode 36 of the Pouring My Art Out podcast, a subdivision of the pouringmyartout.com blog, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of Artco Industries Limited. This episode is called Time is the Tiger, for reasons which I hope I will remember to make clear. But speaking of our parent company, Artco Industries Limited, Here is a brief commercial break paid for by them.
1: Artco 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 Artco
0: Artco Industries Limited Makers of fun and weird entertainment for your listening and viewing pleasure. Relax and listen to the Pouring My Art Out podcast and let your weary mind slip away to a humorous land of make-believe. Or scroll endlessly through the visual pleasures of the Pouring My Art Out blog at pouringmyartout.com. It's funny, it's fantastical, and it's free. Artco, making art fun for you. Now with 50% more crack squirrels projectile vomiting my soul for your entertainment. So what is time exactly? I know we have talked about time before, but it is time to take the time to talk about time one more time, but this time in more depth. Will we come up with as many answers as we do questions? Only time will tell, but I doubt it. So what do we know for sure about time? Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Even though it might be more accurate to say it is slipping into the past. It was all that talking about death in the last episode that got me thinking about time and how precious it is. Time flies, but it also crawls. Time is on your side. But it is also running out. You can take your time, but don't waste my time. Have a good time, the time of your life, because now is the time. Time to get up, time to go to work. Why is time so often associated with doing stuff? Hey, I have an answer to that one for a change. It is because really, although humans have quantified and qualified time... We only did that for the most part so that when we were trying to get stuff done we would all show up at the same place at the same time. Time used to be much less precise. Let's go back and visit our cave people friends, back when they were still making up words for everything. They didn't have clocks, but they did have a sense of time, and even cave people needed to get stuff done, sometimes in groups. If you were planning a big woolly mammoth hunt for the next day, you needed a way to explain when it would start. Before that, whoever woke up first had to go around waking up all the mammoth hunters, and they would all get ready, which takes some people longer than other people. This wastes a lot of time. How much more efficient is it to just tell everybody the night before that you are all going to go hunting when the sun rose to the top of the tree on the ridge across the valley? But you know what? Some people were still going to be late. Being late is something I know a lot about. Not that I am ever late, but I have three brothers who are late for everything and I refuse to believe that ancient humans were all on time for everything, especially considering that they really hadn't even invented time yet in the modern sense of the word. Oh, so about the title of this episode. I was having a conversation with my doctor once. I was explaining all about my art side of the brain condition, also known as crack squirrel craniumitis, and how it felt like i never had time to do all the art that I wanted to, how any time I spent on one kind of art was time I wasn't spending on another kind, and how as I got older I felt like I was running out of time. We had a deeply philosophical conversation about using that fear of time running out as a motivating force to get more art done. My takeaway was to try to consider time not as running out, but as something sneaking up on me. So I drew on that story that I snuck into one of the books in my action-humor science-fiction series, The Otherware Chronicles. If you remember the part where the alien who narrates the book is at the San Diego Zoo sitting on the ledge of a large window that happened to be made of very thick, supposedly tiger-proof glass... Because tigers lived in a jungle enclosure on the other side of that glass. And I had that feeling you get when somebody is looking at you. I glanced over my shoulder and was eye to eye with a magnificent male tiger. His snout was pressed against the glass. His breathing was making little fog steam marks on the glass that grew and shrank as he breathed in and out. We locked eyes from just inches apart, at eye level. Now a modern part of me knew that there was tiger-proof glass between us, marking the inches that separated us with its thickness. But a deep, primitive part of my lizard brain stem clearly said, Don't even run, it will just make the agony last longer. I could see the white hairs pointing back down the tiger's throat on his huge pink tongue okay so i have mentioned that i have had quite a few near-death experiences i have told you some of them i have been in danger many times in many ways i have been in riots gang fights bar fights had knives and guns pulled on me i have swam with sharks a big school of hammerhead sharks and not because i planned to my point is that i have stared death in the face But until that death was a tiger, I never felt so helpless, so out of my element. So now I try to motivate myself to do more art for more hours by telling myself that time is the tiger that stalks me through the jungles of my remaining time on this earth. But this brings up an interesting point about time and about death. What are the odds of that happening, I wonder? And that point is time dilation. The way time is a relative thing depending on the situation you are in. Time flies when you are having fun, they say. But it can really drag when you think you are about to die. People talk about having their lives flash before their eyes in these circumstances. I have never had that happen to me. I have seen snippets of my life with crystal clarity. I have seen random moments that seemed unimportant. Me playing with my brothers as a child, or an elementary school classroom. Maybe it has to do with the manner of your impending doom, how much time you have, or how busy you are trying, you know, not to die. That time I almost drowned and got strangled and ripped apart by great white sharks and froze to death. You know, I told you about it. Go back and listen to episodes until you find it. We will wait. I seemed to have forever for my life to pass before my eyes, but I was too caught up in that eerily beautiful drama of the moon blowing over the clouds above me before I was dunked back in the frigid ocean over and over. Maybe my life is too exciting to flash before my eyes. Ha, huh, just kidding. Maybe. While I take time to ponder what I am going to say next, let's listen to another advertisement from one of our many fabulous sponsors.
1: Bring you coffee and feed your cat, make your bed and stuff like that. We'll mow your lawn and walk your dog while well, you are sleeping like a lawn. yeah.
0: You have no time to spare. But Spare Time Industries, Inc. does. Now you can focus on your job or just relax while we do all those things you don't have time to do. You need more time and we have spare time available at reasonable prices today. Spare Time Industries Incorporated. Costs vary depending on what you want done. No illegal or immoral services will be rendered. Quality of service may vary. You must be vaccinated, wear a mask, and stay six feet from our service representatives.
1: Well, you binge watch your TV. We will water your lemon tree. Mop your floors and make you dinner while well, you are busy as the breadwinner.
0: Well, that ad brings up another interesting thing about time. Because really, any employer is paying you for your time more than anything else. Yeah, you might get more money for having a skill of some sort, but really, you are being paid to give up the right to do what you want to do with your time. You are selling your hours, the very thing that life is made up of, for cold, hard cash. Let's go back in time and see if we can piece together how this whole thing came about. As I sort of said earlier, time is going by whether humans are keeping track of it in increments or not. Our earliest ancestors, even before we started living in caves, had two main divisions of time. Day and night. That is your basic nature clock, or circadian rhythm, mixed right into our DNA. This is an important division. You could even say a matter of life or death. If you are not a night creature, you need to be back in a safe place before dark. Even plants can tell the difference between light and dark. Another natural division of time is the seasons. Life is more dangerous in wintertime. Not just the cold, but there is also less food available. Maybe that's why bears sleep all winter. Our sleep patterns, once again the circadian rhythm, are geared to the cycle of light and dark, which is good, because really there wasn't a lot of nightlife going on back then. So we return once again to our cave-dwelling predecessors. Our fascination with stars in the sky, the sun and moon. All come from our necessary study of the sky to let us see the coming of night and the arrival of winter. Before clocks, there was the sun. You could see time flying, literally, over your head from sunrise, midday, and dusk. But it was when we advanced into more complex cultures that time needed to be mastered, or at least become more universally interpreted. How much did cave people think about time? Or, to put it another way, How much time did they spend thinking about time? Because as I pointed out, time happens even if you haven't yet made up words to describe it. They must have had a sense that time spent on making a new spear was time you didn't spend hunting or painting a horse on your cave wall. They knew lifespans were limited, watching children grow up and old people pass away. But then we settled down, built structures, made roads, formed governments, and got organized into ever more complex societal structures. Now many people with different skills had to work on projects together. The amount of time things took to accomplish took on a new importance. Time needed to be measured. You can't change time, but you can change your society to adapt to viewing time as a commodity, a thing of value. Timekeeping. Telling time. People like order. They like controlling things. You can't have time just running around all willy-nilly. In ancient Egypt, they used huge obelisks to track the sun. The first jumbo sundials. They also had water clocks. In China, Japan, Mesopotamia, and England, candle clocks were used. Candles marked with increments of time that melted, supposedly, at a set rate. Hourglasses were used on ships as early as the 11th century. For the most part, early timekeeping methods were only used by the wealthy, and they really just gave you a very rough estimate of how much time had passed, not the actual time itself. The first mechanical clocks with balance wheel timekeeping showed up in Europe in the 14th century followed by pendulum clocks around 1656. Mainspring clocks from the early 15th century, the first portable clocks, led to pocket watches by the 17th century, but these were not accurate until a balance spring was added later in that century. Pendulum clocks were the most accurate method and were still the most accurate up until quartz oscillators were developed in the 1930s. Now we have atomic clocks of unparalleled accuracy. Watches were first worn in the 16th century, although they were laughably inaccurate. These were popularized by soldiers in the 19th century to synchronize attacks and movements, because it was easier in battle than pulling out your pocket watch. The thing about time, oh, hey thing, is that it wasn't possible to have a universally accepted time when all the watches and clocks were so lousy. Also, when is noon exactly? When the sun is overhead? Just in Little England, standardized solar time is not a real thing. Birmingham is 8 minutes behind London and Liverpool is 12 minutes behind the capital. Soldiers needed to agree on a time, so did sailors to help navigate, but it was trains that brought a real need for standardization. People needed to know when to show up to catch a train. Also, trains can crash into each other if each station or railroad is using a different time. In the 19th century, railway time was established in England, set to Greenwich Mean Time. By 1855, time signals were telegraphed to the whole British rail network. At last, we were all on the same page, or at least on our way there. So, what is time exactly? I don't mean the seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, decades, centuries, millennia, eons, or any of the increments that humans break time up into. I want to know what time itself is. Is it a concept? Is it a real thing at all? The universe is billions of years old. The earth millions. Billions of years, that is just beyond the human mind to comprehend. Even geological time is too vast for us to understand. Is time linear, like a river? I know that as I get older, time seems different, but in weird ways. Days go faster, weeks go slower, years go faster. Or maybe not. Maybe it's the other way around. Once again, I have less answers than questions. But it is fun to think about this stuff. So I guess we...
1: Hey, 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 Arthur. It's Jimmy.
0: Hey, buddy.
1: Uh, I didn't have anything funny to say in this episode.
0: Oh, sorry, Jimmy. I ran out of time.
1: Oh, okay. Don't worry about it, man. Bye, Arthur. Bye, people. Hey, 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 Arthur. This is the Grim Reaper. Your time is up. Wait,
0: what? Nah, I'm just messing with ya. That's not funny, Grim. Okay, we will play you out with the Spare Time Industries Incorporated song and the theme song for ARTCO Industries Limited. Bye, people.
1: We'll bring you coffee and feed your cat Make your bed and stuff like that We'll mow your lawn and walk your dog, for you are sleeping like a log, Yes. Yeah. Time. Industries Inc, we can mix you an adult drink While you sit around and think, we will scrub your kids Well you binge watch your TV, we will water your lemon tree, mop your floors and make you dinner, well you are busy as the breadwinner. Overrated. We think tools are overrated. That is why we have been fated to do those things you always hated. Yeah. Go! No.